This person actually is an enemy of a room. What's going on guys? Another episode of The Comedian currently headed to uh, Josephine's Martini Bar. It's a open mic I run every Tuesday with um, Danny Hamill, Dan McCarty, Dylan Mahler, and AJ Leidig, Jerks at Joe's. We do a podcast at seven. The um, mic starts at eight o'clock. We all got the jerk chains. Shout out Dylan Mahler for the chains. Uh, so for this set, we give like people five minutes and then we have a topic of the night that people get an extra minute for if they talk about. I believe the topic this week is bugs. We're running out of topics. You know, there's there's only so many topics. Um, I will only be doing five, if not less. Uh, I'm not really sure what I'm gonna talk about. I might talk about the how it's easier to fuck girls if you're a guy, or, or fuck guys if you're a girl. Uh, like how much easier just to fuck guys or something. But I might wanna write on stage talking about uh, this thing I wanted to work on that Dylan pointed out as well, like the um, like people talk to you more when you have tattoos like I thought they would talk to me less and talk about how this one fat girl at a gas station was like I have tattoos uh, see what I can come up with about that see what they find funny what paths I can go down and shit and um, I run the audio I bring all the equipment it's in my passenger seat right here not in the back because my trunk doesn't work on a hatchback arguably the most important part of the car the hatchback it's like 35% of it man uh, it sucks. There's a lot of equipment, but I sit on the side with the hot mic so I can interject while everybody's doing their sets if need be. Um, and I might talk about like shit they talked about on stage. I might write down and like try and help me write in the moment and think about things I usually wouldn't uh, write about and just like try and riff off of something they were saying. But um, either way, jokes, uh, jerks and jokes is like a great time. It's a great hang, great mic for like if you've been doing comedy or if you're just starting. It's a super like accepting mic. We love having new people and shit so come out uh here comes the set hopefully i don't bomb my own mic but either way it's a good time i uh, love you guys Mwah. well anyway thanks for coming out real we got one more comedian is everyone ready clap your motherfucking hands for the very funny cunt on the couch mark kersky i got it hey guys it's over it's finally over we did it I feel like every time I come up here, I can always be right by saying it was a weird night. It's always a little fucking weird. Uh, yeah, with the Osama Bin Laden thing and the coochie, I think that'd be so funny. Like, <laughs> that's the gay shit I've ever seen. What, dude? I'm double fisting, all right? <laughs> yeah, you look good with those two things by your mouth. Uh, dude, when I, next time I go down the girl, I want to be like, just out of nowhere, like, Osama Bin Laden is so sexy. And just, <laughs> just out of nowhere. Dude. How would you not fuck with that? Hell yeah. And when you're talking about the boats being named after women, I think that's because, like, if you're on a boat with guys for long enough, they're going to fuck each other. You know? <laughs> guys will have sex. <laughs> like Dan said, he was in the Navy. He said, if it, you're, it's not gay if it's underway. Good. And he's gay as shit. Favorite lesbian. Is Ted, Ted still here? Mom. Fucking cunt. Okay, well, did everybody else hate him when he said he got a vacation from his work? Is everybody else like, fuck you, Ted? Are you kidding me? It's warm? They paid for it? That's fucked up, dude. Fred, you said you were in the, uh, you fully fought the tours. You killed people, right? Okay, Prince Henry, you know Prince Henry, the, one of those twinks? Yes. Killed apparently 25 Taliban soldiers in two years, in two tours. Is that a lot? Yes. 
Nice. Like, how much on average would it be like, would be an okay number? Like, 10 seems, two years, 10, five a year? Just for being honest, I got seven. In how many years? Uh, four, the first, and three, the second. <laughs> Damn, this got real. Holy shit. Did it feel good? Did it feel good? Uh, you don't think about it until 12 years later. So 12 years later, does it feel good to have taken a life? Because I, I heard I heard it does. I heard it feels good to kill a person. My cousin killed four. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. They were women. That's a different. They were Taliban soldiers. They were innocent women. Maybe it only feels good to kill women. We should try. <laughs> That's why Dan's not here. Rest in peace. My mom saw a picture of him on Instagram and was like, who is that girl? <laughs> She was like, he has bigger tits than I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, you said something about voting. Wait, did I did. I talked about voting. For the president? Uh, that didn't, it wasn't for the president, was it? No, it was oh, for okay. the mayor of Chicago. Oh, who gives a shit, dude? It does that, that actually matters, though, right? I guess. Do you guys believe in voting? you guys believe in that shit? Because nah. there's no. The average IQ is 100. That is not good. <laughs> you can't even join the army at 86. You can't even be a bullet sponge. You're useless under 86. But you can vote, though, if you have an 86 IQ. And you're also working at Jewel as a bagger. You know what I'm saying? We should do, uh, we should, we should do tests before people like You should have to fill out like, an intelligence test before you can vote based on reading and writing. I think we should do that for almost like everything. Children. Like, oh, you're, I know I get it's eugenics. You do realize I'm describing Jim Crow laws, correct? Yeah, I'm trying to make it as terrible as possible. Kill all the stupid people. I think we should start at 100 IQ and kill them and just keep everybody above 100. And I don't even know my IQ. <laughs> Which I think is a pretty good argument. If the guy said, why, what's your IQ, Chris? Are you scared? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a douchebag. No. <laughs> It's probably pretty high, right? This is why we took over. <laughs> this is why you haven't been here in a year. No. It's probably pretty high. Dude, if I... The, is that racist? It, it is racist. My racism is kicking in. But this, it's not racist, it's a compliment, you know? It's positive racism. Yeah. Asians, smart. Blacks, big dicks. Not a bad racist. Also true and a good thing. My know? people, good aim. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. <laughs> you do get a lot of practice, but like kids are pretty easy to hit comparatively. You know? <laughs> they don't know you got to go in a diagonal. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Getting mowed down. Getting weighed down by school bags. You know? <laughs> <laughs> have you been to an active shooting drill? Like, have you actually? Yeah, I've been a part of one. Mm -hmm. Do they? What do they tell you to do? Uh, they tell like, you. Do they tell you to take off the backpack, dude. You know what's great? <laughs> <laughs> take off the leg next to you. Because I was at a comedy show once before I started with my mom, and I thought a guy was gonna bring a gun out on stage, and I instantly thought of how I'm gonna push my mom and leave. <laughs> I angled myself away, and I told her after. I was like, "You weren't gonna tell me." I was like, "No, I wasn't gonna say the guy might have a gun." <laughs> I just did a little bit of positioning. You know? It was an LOL. It was uh, oh, the someone... hardware guy. The hardware guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> he did it so menacingly, he brings up a fucking purse and he slowly 
reaches in and I'm like, it's gonna be a Glock. Why, yeah. why would it not be a gun? It's so funny that it ends up just being a rubber ducky and you push your mom over for no reason. And, and every single time I wish it was a gun instead of what he does. <laughs> this has been Jerks and Joe's. Guys, mine's Mark Arsiello. You guys, Yo, what's going on, guys? Episode 158 of The Comedian. Um, This is at Jerks and Joe's. So what I'm going to be doing from now on... Uh, I'm going to be doing uh, once a week posting on this channel instead of three a week. I started a new podcast and like three a week is just like too much at the moment with like doing longer videos plus doing I'm just trying to get my audio levels right right now. Plus doing uh, this new podcast, which is called Hush Hour. We were going to call it Rush Hour, but that's already taken. Rush Hour podcast is taken like we knew about the movies. That's why I picked it because of racism. It's me, an Asian guy. And a white guy, you had to guess who's black. It's the Asian guy. Um, it's good. Maybe I'll throw in, I won't throw in a clip here because uh, I don't edit the podcast portion of this whatsoever. That's why I keep talking nonstop and don't let myself breathe. But it's a good time. I'm with Chris Bonget on the new podcast. Chris Bonget and Colin Glowinky. I think we're going to be posting it on this channel, at least the pilot for sure. Then we'll be possibly starting, probably doing a new channel for it and a new channel for the jerks as well. Nice and packed. That's going to be coming up uh, bi-weekly. Yeah, twice, once uh, every other week. Because, you know, we be busy and shit. Um, so this was a Jerks and Joes March 7th. It is currently April 12th. So we are pretty backlogged. I'm not going to lie. But today, like, I did watch the uh, Jerk Showcase, like, of me. You know, nobody else. And I was like, damn. Pretty good. Pretty, I'm pretty proud of this, dude. I've came a long way. Holy shit. Um... I should probably compare the first stand-up to the show, actually. That would be a good little episode. But this was a... Uh, so Jerks and Joes is a mic I run with AJ Lydig, Dylan Maller, Danny Hamill, and Dan McCarty. It's fantastic. We actually got the place from Chris Bonget and TJ Remick. Um, I think we're coming up on running it longer than those pussies. So <laughs> I love them. Um, at Jerks... Uh, so I sit on the couch with a hot mic. And I can chime in whenever I feel like. And we usually have a guest sit on the couch with us. Recently, we had some big, fat pussy named Glenn get mad at people on the couch saying stuff to him during his set as if it was a new concept. It's been go That's been a thing for over a year. Chris was on the couch, too, but we do heckle more. I think he called. He's like, sad to see Joe's as a heckle mic. But what happens at Joe's usually is um, like one person will get like, for some reason, the majority of what the couch says, like for some reason, just one person. I don't know. Maybe they, they just like their guards down or something. I don't know. But a lot of the times, um, like the person, the people he got mad at, it wasn't anybody who produced the show. It wasn't me. He was getting mad at. He got mad at the guys who he had his guests, which is AJ's fault. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. They were great. Um, like we don't really explain what to do on the couch too much. We just kind of just tell them, you know, interject when you want to. You're on the couch. You have a hot mic. Say what you want. Type shit. Uh, it's also just an open mic, right? But Jerks at Joe's isn't really a place where you can do material, and that sounds stupid, but like, there's not really a big crowd. It's more like a, a lot of open mics are just um, a lot of comics, and then you'll have, I think, like the most audience we've had, I would say, is like ten like random people. On a Tuesday, that's a hard sell. You want to come watch an open mic? So the majority of people in the crowd is uh, comedians. And if they've heard your jokes already, dude, you're going to feel like you're bombing. 
So like at a place like this, it's really good to kind of just like work with what people have said or work with what's going on in the room kind of because it's more of like a close, tight vibe type shit. It's a smaller room. Um, like in the beginning, I was riffing on a couple people's sets, talking about the Osama Kuchi. You heard it. Dude got paid for a road trip or no, he got paid for a trip for the summer by his work. And I was like, fuck this guy, dude. I want to get a paid trip. That sounds nice. Not editing out the sip. Um, dude, I laughed out loud while watching this when I said, uh, with an 86 IQ, you can't even join the army. You can't even be a bull sponge. You could be a jewel bagger. That made me laugh. Even though it, it bombed, I don't give a shit. That was funny as fuck. Um, it was a good set. I had some fun, right? I actually wrote down that exact sentence. Good set, had some fun. As if I'm 11, if you saw my handwriting, it looks like I write with my crayon in a fist. Um, and I wrote, not really a material room. Yeah, you really got to just like work with what's going on. Talk with the couch, right? Talk with the people. Uh, crowd work, which most people are bad at. Let me do, let me do some crowd work from a comedian, a typical average comedian who's not good. Here we go. What do you do for work? No, yeah, yeah, you, you, sir, I'm talking to you. What do you do? What do you do for work? Accounting? I got nothing for that. Okay. So I was outside with my mom and they just go into their fucking set. What are you doing? I heard, I literally heard a guy go, I'm going to work on crowd work now. That's not how it works. Would you do that in a conversation? I'm moving on to a new topic now. Just do it naturally, dude. <laughs> you know, I don't think it's like for everybody, right? Like some people are stronger writers. Some people are stronger. Like my strength is it like in riffing and in the moment and stuff. Um, I love crowd work and shit like that. Like I could just do like an entire crowd work special. Like if I have a talkative audience, I could just keep going. Cause like I've hung out with people for multiple hours before. So I could hang out and talk into a mic for fucking 20 minutes if people just kept talking type shit. I'll probably do a crowd work special one day, kind of like how Andrew Schultz did. Um, and I think I'll do what uh, Mark Norman does at the end of his shows. He has people just yell out topics. Dude, I loved when we had shotgun rounds at uh, Rest in Peace, the Comedy Shrine. Place sucked, but it was a good idea to have shotgun rounds where they would give you a topic to talk about and you can't do material, which I think is fantastic great practice most people need to work on their crowd work skills in their uh like if they're getting heckled you know who really needs to work on their uh getting heckled abilities and crowd work abilities glenn the dude who got heckled and then he dude he got pissed at the people like uh, they're asking him what his suspenders are for because he wears fucking stupid suspenders all the time and uh he's like they're to hold up my pants bitch and he's like i'll be back next week he didn't come back that was yesterday he didn't come I was going to heckle the shit out of him, but we'll see if he ever comes back again. He's dead. Rest in peace. Uh, and thank you so much for watching and listening everywhere, guys. I'm not going to keep talking just because I have a microphone in front of my face. Hopefully, you guys are cool at the once a week. But uh, oh, and I also accidentally left the podcast recording at my friend's place at the new podcast. So there's not going to be a podcast. Uh, that's why there wasn't a podcast. I'm so sorry. I'm a failure. I love you though. Uh, if you want to support this comedic journey further, I actually have a Patreon and a Patreon podcast on patreon.com slash Poppy. That's the best way to directly support because YouTube fucking hates swears, which is hilarious as if there's not a kid's app. I also mark every video, not for children. Adults can't hear swears. Dude, I've seen advertisements with the word shit in it. What's going on here? 
you know? Uh, and also TLC, if you don't, I, like on my main channel, I make fun of um, reality television, a lot of TLC, and they love to false copyright claim. What that means is they say that I'm using their content, which I am, but I can legally use it because of fair use. And they take my revenue. They took half of my paycheck last month. So uh, I had to send them like 12 legal notices stating, if you want to keep the money, you have to sue me. I would love that. I'd win. I'd countersue. Fuck those people. They make 120000 a month on YouTube, and they're taking my revenue? Get the fuck out of here. So, uh, like I said, if you ever want, if you want to support this comedic journey further and fight back against YouTube's cute little swear policy and TLC copyright claiming my asshole, patreon.com slash wineboxpoppy. But if you can or don't want to, I totally understand. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Let's keep that algorithm going, baby. I fucking love you guys. Mwah.